Hey folks, welcome to the newest episode of Figuring Out with Josh and Pat. Um, I think we're starting to figure out this podcasting thing, so we appreciate you uh, sticking with us through this journey. Um, hopefully my laptop doesn't die in the middle of this. Hopefully Patrick's internet stays strong throughout this. And uh, yeah, Figuring Out is definitely a good name. Um, we're excited about today. Uh, Patrick is definitely going to take the reins here. Um, this is something that we're both passionate about. But Patrick has really taken this on, I think, personally in the last couple of months when it comes to self-improvement and just kind of bettering yourself. He's, he's read some really good, um, he's had some really good resources and whatnot. So um, today we're going to kind of talk about motivation and finding momentum when your motivation may not even be there. So I think this is something that we all have had or maybe are currently having at this time. Um, so with that, Patrick, I'm just going to kind of throw it over to you and whatever you want to, wherever you want to take it from there. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this, man. Awesome. Thanks, man. So as Josh kind of um, has alluded to already, this um, is going to be a topic that I kind of do take a little bit more um, to heart. Um, and really, it's probably extended beyond um, before even this COVID has really started. This has been the kind of a transformation journey for myself, probably honestly, over the last year. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I was sitting here one day and I thought, man, I'm spinning my, like all of us do, you're spinning your wheels. You're like, all right, I know I have these goals. I know I have these things that I want to do, but man, my motivation is absolutely like just zap because I see absolutely no progress in what I'm doing. Um, and as I'm sure by this point, many of you have probably learned through these podcasts, which I believe this is number six, six or seven. Um, Josh and I are not people that will succumb to just giving in um, and taking it as it will. So that kind of led me on my own journey. Um, and through that journey, I kind of found five things for myself personally um, that just really, I guess, allowed me to get mo keep my momentum even when I was lacking that motivation. And I'm, I'm hoping to kind of walk through those with you here tonight. I'm curious, before you kind of hop into it, um, have there have there been any examples recently or what kind of triggered you to kind of lash onto this more than you normally do? So I guess for me, and I'm gonna be honest, and I know that there's probably people that are listening to this podcast that are gonna kind of find this shocking. Um, about a year ago, I honestly was, you know, with my job, I love what I do. I've always loved what I do. I love working with kids. Um, but man, I just felt like I was losing so much like so much motivation for my job honestly, because I was just like, I was getting bored with it, to be honest with you. I feel like I was spinning my wheels. I wasn't getting any, okay, but what can I, and finally it came to my realization that I'm like, okay, what can I do that I'm like going to still keep myself moving towards what I know my goals are so I don't feel like I'm spinning my wheels in place and I feel like I'm advancing my career. Um, and just coming to the realization that if I'm able to keep that momentum and even on the days that it sucks the worst and I'm doing these small things, it's going to pay off in the backside knowing that so knowing there's an end goal and dude i'm so glad you said that honestly because i have felt that way a lot as well and i'm sure if anyone's listening to this that they have had this at some point with their job and it's nothing to do with the job itself i think it's when you're in your 20s um fresh out of school or if you're coming from another job we've gone through so many steps step by steps you know like you go from elementary to middle and then middle to high school, high school to that first job or to college. And it's just constant change. 
we're not used to monotony. And then all of a sudden now we're in this stability, which is great, right? Like we all, we all kind of crave stability. But then once you're in that job for so long, it starts to feel like, oh my gosh, like, am I doing this for the rest of my life? Even if it's a great job, just the idea of forever is scary. And so that in itself can kind of demotivate you because you're like, whoa, this is, this is it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would even add on to that too. Like, especially, honestly, from the time you're born to the time you complete college, okay, there's still some things in there. You have choices and things that you get to make. And, you know, sure. do you want to go to college? Do you want to go in the job force? You know, are you going to take this class, that class when you get in high school? Things like that. You have choices. Um, but for the most part, up until, like, honestly, you graduate college, your life is pretty well mapped out for you by other entities, your parents, you know, your school. And so when you do find yourself, like, after, like, a year or two years working at a job or just post high school graduation or college graduation, you're finally making your own decisions. And there's, no, there's nothing that's, like, forcing you or guiding you to make this specific decision. It can be really burdensome. And you're just like, whoa, okay, that's a lot of pressure. Um, which, talk about a motivation killer. <laughs> you're like I have no I, up to this point everything's been planned for me so I think that it, that's kind of also what you lead into especially when you hit that adult you know your mid-20s and you're like whoa no I got to figure this whole life thing out on my own um no one's gonna tell me what to do so that's awesome so do you have anything else you want to add Josh before I dive right in I'm just curious I'm excited to hear these it's awesome so again these I'm by no means a professional guys so take what I have or heart but these are just things that I found for me um, over the last year and, and probably honestly over the last six months, I've really just started to focus in on, um, and things that have worked for me. Um, cause, because what I found and the reason I, I, I guess we kind of named this keeping momentum, even when motivation is gone is kind of what the topic or the, the, the title for this is, is if, as long as you can keep momentum moving towards a single goal. And this is, this is one thing I really want everyone to take away from, from the tonight's conversation. If you can keep momentum moving, even at the smallest of increments towards a goal or something that you want to do, and you're making actively those positive changes um, that are going to allow you to kind of do those small little things, what I have found personally is that motivation, maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, but motivation will naturally follow as you're going to see success. Um, because what's going to happen is it's kind of like that whole like, oh, I'm going to take one step up a mountain. And then one day you're doing that every day you're grinding it out and you're taking that step up that mountain. And the next thing you know, you're at the top of the mountain and you're like, Oh, okay. Or I'm halfway up the mountain and you're like, Oh man, I've came this far. So just keep that in mind as you're going through, as we're going through some of these, it, some of them are not going to be like dramatic changes. They're going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go out tomorrow and be so motivated, but it's that gradual progress um, of just the grind. And I know that in itself can be a motivation killer. I mean, we're in a, we're in a society of wanting instant gratification. Reality is, guys, and I'm just going to be blunt and honest before I get into this, anything that you want yeah. tomorrow, you're not going to get it tomorrow. <laughs> can you say that again? Uh, because I think that's so powerful. Anything, and you can quote me on this, I guess, <laughs> anything that is worth having or anything that you have as a major goal in your life, you are not going to get in a day. You're not going to get it tomorrow. You're not going to get it. Realistically, if it's your lifelong goal, you're not going to get it in a month. You're probably not even going to get it in two years. Um, it, but it is the reality check of knowing, okay, but if I'm making small steps towards that goal each and every single day, I know I'm making progress. And then one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, bam, it's not going to be easy. Um, by no means have I found this, you know, this process to be easy. Um, but it's worth it because again, you're going to eventually one day you're going to look up and be like, I'm on that mountaintop and you're going to realize you've achieved your goal because you've made daily progress, even on the days that it absolutely sucked. So awesome. So 
uh, I hope to today to give you just like five practical steps or action things that you could be doing that I found that they were really helpful for me and really just allowed me to start diving right into this. So the first one, honestly, uh, it's going to be pretty simple and you're going to probably think it's rather elementary, uh, but read a good book. And what I mean by read a good book is not, I mean, obviously there's nothing wrong with going and reading a, you know, a fairy tale book or something that, you know, you get for enjoyment, but uh, I mean, I'm just being real. Nothing wrong with that, but when I say read a good book, I mean read a good book about something that is going to be whatever your goal is, um, whatever it could be. I don't. I mean, it could be any goal, but find a good book that's really reputable um, about that topic or that subject for a couple of reasons. One, um, if you're finding one that's reputable um, and giving you just really good information about where you're wanting to go, it's going to give you more insight into what the journey to that goal is going to look like okay so rather than you just going right into a goal and saying like i know i got to do x y and z well anybody can go into a goal and know like x y and z but like what does that really look like so by getting a good book that's really like telling you how that's going to work um that's going to be so helpful for you in the long run no matter what the goal is but what i would also say on that is at least for me um i've focused more on the personal development um or leadership development books personally um because one thing that I found is by developing yourself personally, um, not only as like, you know, your personal self on your day to day life, um, but also developing your leadership capabilities um, will really serve you well in anything you want to do in life in any goal. Um, because honestly, if you look at any successful person, but however you deem success, um, whether that, you know, a number of things, but however you deem success for whoever you deem a, su a successful person. I can guarantee you that person probably has really good leadership skills um, and has, you know, developed and learned to hone those skills in. So I would probably focus more on like, if you're going to do it, do leadership development because you're going to, by being a leader, you're going to be able to withstand some of the storms that are going to come at you. I mean, to be honest, um, and we're all going to face those storms as we go through some of these um, times where we're just lacking that motivation. Right. Yeah. Um, the other point of it is, and it's a simple, honestly, it's a very simple thing. Um, and it's a practical thing. By reading a book, and if you know you're reading a book that is focused on something that you're wanting to obtain or a goal you're wanting to obtain, reading even just a page a day is something so minor that you can muster it together. You can just like, okay, I know like my life is absolutely terribly busy right now, and I have no, not even hardly any time to breathe, but if I can just muster up enough energy to, to read one page of this book, awesome. That means I know that by the end of that day, if I pick up that book once a day and I even read one page, I know at the end of that day, I have accomplished one thing towards my goal, yeah, which is honestly super small, but it gives you that progress again, because the point I want to drive home tonight is that positive changes in grinding it out will pay off in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're kind of creating those habits. And I think I really like that idea because a lot of people are like, oh, I hate reading or mm -hmm. it's 300 pages or whatever their reason is for not wanting to read, but anyone can read a page a day. and if you're like me, um, there's lots of times where I struggle to fall asleep at night because I start to get anxious thinking about what I have upcoming that next day. And so I, my safety valve, as we've talked about in last week's episode, is social media. And that just makes it even worse. Whereas reading, every single time, I could be as tightly wound as possible, and it really calms me down. And especially like at nighttime, it really helps me kind of get to that state where I'm able to fall asleep too. So that's a really good way to kind of wrap up that day and continue that goal. 
that motivation that you have. Absolutely. And I would even say in that circumstance, by reading it at night before you're going to bed too, it's giving you that sense of accomplishment before you go to bed. So when you wake up the next morning, you're going to probably feel really refreshed, like you accomplished something the night before. Even though your day sucked, you accomplished something. Um, and so for me, that was one, honestly, um, out of all these, I'd probably honestly say this is probably one of the most important ones that I did. Because I, as you described, I'm a person who absolutely hates to read. I really, I hate reading. Like, I realized this year when I picked up a book and I actually read through one book, that was the first full book that I have read since freshman year of college. <laughs> so, but then I'm like, okay. But then I started myself, okay, I'm going to read five pages a day. Well, the next thing I know, it's a habit builder. Like you said, Josh, it's a habit builder. And next thing I know, I was reading chapters a day or a chapter a day. And it's amazing how quickly you um, are able to get through a lot of that. Um, so that's my first and foremost. Find a good book. Find something about, you know, the topic you're wanting to do or the goal you're wanting to achieve. Yeah. And I think something important to, to point out, too, is books can be expensive. And there's lots of ways to get around that. So maybe that person does have some kind of talks online. But in the, in the spirit of and, and the encouragement of reading books, Patrick, I know you're really good at using like Audible um, yes. for listening to stuff. Even you and your wife will take that time together to kind of grow together and listen to Audible. Um, and then even like, I mean, the public library guys, I'm telling you, oh, when man. I moved to, to, to my new apartment, I had a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to read and I had the, not the money to do it. Um, and a lot of times you're reading a book maybe once or twice. Um, and so those public libraries, you might have to wait a minute, but those are the places to get as many books as you want and you're, you're getting it for free. You can just return free. So absolutely. Yeah. It's a good point to make Josh that like getting a book doesn't mean you have to go out and buy new books all the time, you know, just find sources, mm -hmm. uh, anything and you, you can do that. Um, and I would also even just say, talk to your friends, honestly, because some of them yeah. might have some of the books you're looking at. Like there's books that I was like, Oh, I'm going to get that on audible. And Josh was like, I have that book. And I'm like, Oh, well then let's just trade books, you know? So it makes life a little bit easier if you just, you know, talk to people about what you want to do. Um, which kind of segues into my step number two or number two thing on my list of what I would, would do if you're wanting there's a goal and you're just lacking that um, motivation. Um, find someone that, find, I guess what I would say is an accountability partner, but also slash someone that will invest in you. So what that means is, um, obviously, like we would hope our spouses and people like that would invest in us and our family and friends. Um, but what I would say more specifically is try to find someone who's willing to invest their time, energy into hearing your thoughts, your, you know, your fears uh, about whatever the topic is, but find someone if you can, that is maybe knowledgeable about the subject um, or knows what they're doing a little bit um, and kind of use them as a mentor. And if that's honestly not available, because I do know that there are times that, like if there's a subject, you're just like, I have no mentors around. I, I, I don't know anyone in this field i don't know anyone in this that's completely fine too but that's where you would find someone who's willing to hold to hold you accountable let them know what your goals are tell them what your action steps are going to be to get that goal done specifically lay that out for them maybe even write it out and give that to them and have them periodically checking in with you and periodically talking to that person um because it's going to give you a, it's just like when you go to the gym if you have a, if you're more likely to go to the gym if you have a person who goes to the gym right mm -hmm. i share my goals with you though and I'm telling you, like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then the next time we talk, you're like, hey, did you do that? And you're like, no, you're going to be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Right? You're like, oh, yeah, man. Like, no, nah, I didn't do that. Can we just, like, not talk about that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it just, not that you should shame yourself into doing things, but there's always that, like, kind of, like, that mentality. If someone else is watching, I'm going to be at my absolute best peak performance. 
So it's going to make it a little bit easier to get through those days that absolutely suck. You're like, okay, but I've still got a purpose. Um, because I want to, when I talk to say, when I talk to Josh, I want to say, Hey, I did X, Y, and Z. So cool. You, you know, you're holding me accountable. And when you're asking me about it, it's awkward when I feel like, yeah, I didn't do that. So it's simple, but honestly, it's probably one of the most effective ways in order to hold yourself you know, accountable to actually doing your goals, especially like if you come home at the end of a day and you're having absolutely crappy long days, right? Which we all do. We all have those long days. Um, having that sense of accountability to someone else will give you that extra drive and motivation. Dude, that's us so much because absolutely. About, especially when it comes to like active stuff. I mean, you sent me a text the night of after you got off your run and I was in the mood that I was kind of on the fence about running today. And then I got that text and you're like, man, I need, I need to get on it. And so I think we're really good about um, sharing our little victories with each other. Um, and I think the cool thing is a lot, I, I think if you're listening to this, you might think like, oh, that seems kind of like braggadocious or whatever. But if you're doing it with someone who really cares about you, then yeah. I think that, that really, your support is one thing, but then it also, if they're competitive like we are, then it makes me want to kind of take a yes. step further or step up my game or whatever it may be. So um, that's something I really appreciate that we kind of do. No, I absolutely appreciate it as well because it does. It's like, it keeps me accountable, uh, but it also keeps me motivated um, to know that there's, like you said, that friendly competition, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, that's why I would say if you're going to find that it, ideally you'd want to find someone who has the same interests or same goal in mind, that way you can share your successes as well and your failures in that and learn from one another. Um, what I would say, number three, kind of for me, um, relates to number one a little bit in the sense of finding a good book, except for it's not a book, um, find sources of inspiration and research. Okay. That, <laughs> that will enlighten you, um, on anything. And again, all these are just simple stuff that you can take to, you know, if you're doing these things and you're stuck and you're spinning your wheels, do these things to gain that, keep that momentum at least moving forward. So you're creating that positive change. Okay. That's my big deal. Um, so what I would say is, um, if you have a goal in mind, whatever it might be, your big goal, even small, big, medium, you know, short-term, long-term, um, find something that inspires you um, to achieve your goal. So what I would say is probably find something that's depending on your goal, either find something that's specific to that goal that would inspire you to keep going, give you ideas, keep you brainstorming. So example for me was like, Josh and I have been wanting to do these podcasts for, we've talked about it for like years now, like two, oh, wow. two, two, years, two years at least. And we were finally like, all right, we're just going to do this or we're never going to do it. Um, so the first thing I did was started listening to other podcasts um, to get some better ideas about how does that work? Like what does good chemistry look like? What does bad chemistry look like? What are good topics? What are terrible topics? So just keep in mind, if you're doing that, find things that are either, you're either researching the goal or are inspiring you, but make sure that they're credible sources too. Um, would be my biggest thing for you. Um, don't just take everything you read on the internet and be like, oh, okay, that's how I'm going to achieve my goal. Um, and I find that ironic as I'm telling you on a podcast that you're probably listening to on the internet. Um, <laughs> the irony has not escaped me, guys. Um, but I would say just, you know, by doing this too, it's honestly something that you could do. For me, the biggest thing that is that I've been able to do this with is, and you would be amazed, and everybody has phones, Listen to podcasts, find a podcast about something, whatever your goal is, listen to a podcast about it. There are so many podcasts out there and so many different platforms yes. that you can just like find anything and everything you want. Um, and the nice part about it is you can do a lot of those podcasts while you're doing mindless things like 
mowing your yard, going for a walk in your neighborhood to do your exercise, anything. Dude, I swear, you were always in my head because <laughs> I was waiting to jump in there. And I was going to say, this is going to sound so off topic, um, but it's not because when you first said that, I was like, okay, I'm trying to think of like situations in my life where I have felt like I have no motivation whatsoever. And how can I find sources of inspiration when I feel like I have no inspiration? And every single time the theme is that I'm doing something active while I feel mindless. So that sounds like it does not make sense at all. But basically an example of that is mowing the grass, taking a walk around the park. Maybe you're hiking, maybe you're walking around the block. I mean, there's all kinds of like jokes out there about shower thoughts and how like your best thoughts are happening when you're in the shower. It's because you don't have anything distracting you. You're just kind of with your thoughts. You're moving physically, but mentally those wheels are turning. I have like all these crazy ideas for like inventions or things I want to create, like our podcasts, maybe topics for the week or whatever it may be. Those always happen when I'm moving my feet or I'm moving around and I'm doing something that seems kind of mindless. So um, maybe you're super wound up or you feel completely drained because you're allocating every minute of your um, awake time looking at something or doing something like that. And so set aside some time for yourself just to kind of sit in your thoughts. And that's when the, you might find those sources of inspiration. Absolutely. Um, and what I would add too is like when you get those days reminded racing as well, Podcast to read. I'm a person who always like, I'm pretty sure I'm undiagnosed ADD. Um, and so for me, it's a way for me to take those rattled thoughts and put them towards something positive. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, there's just, you're not going to be able to stop your mind from racing necessarily, especially if you've got a condition or something like that, right? Sure. So it's a way to put that energy towards something positive. Um, and the biggest thing that I found for podcasts too, whether, whatever the topic may be, it allows you to gain just so much knowledge on any topic so much more quickly, um, which is what I really appreciate because then I can like, if I get into a podcast and I'm like three episodes in and I'm like, okay, this is not giving me anything towards my goal. I can stop and do a new one. Yeah. Right. But then it's like, okay, but then I do the new one and this one's great. And then it's like, okay, but I've now been able to go through three different podcasts in an hour and a half, you know, while I do yard work or do whatever. So it's like you gain so much more knowledge and kind of get those nuggets of information so much more quickly. Um, which I appreciate personally for me, um, especially as we've already stated as a person who hates to read. Um, it's nice to be able to get that. Um, for me, you know, again, for inspiration, um, personally, these are just things that are mine personally, and this is no way of trying to say what you should or should not be doing. Um, they're just, just examples for me. Um, I personally read my Bible or try to at least once a day, and I use that as my source of inspiration, honestly. Um, that's just one book that I use steadfast for any inspiration that I want to get. Um, and it could be whatever I wanted. You know, I could open it up randomly that day. I could find something specific on what I'm feeling that day. Um, and I would encourage you, if you are a person of, of any kind of a faith and or you, you know, uh, read, um, you know, doctrine um, that is maybe more, you know, particular to your belief or your faith or your belief system. Uh, it's amazing what you could find there that will help you, like, kind of just, like, inspire you in different situations, no matter what they are, you know. So, again, that's just my little nugget in there. Um, you know, find something like that. That's just got some really down to earth, hearty, like inspiration when you're feeling those times of like crap, <laughs> you know, find those inspirational moments in there. Um, but what I would say is again, it doesn't matter what it is or how small it is. Um, 
just find something that's giving you inspiration. And as long as it, it's staying true to what your goal is, um, it's, if you've got something that inspires you, it's going to continue to give you that fuel um, to your fire. Um, even, and I'm going to say this again in a way, because I, I wrote this out and I think it's really important and powerful for me. For me. Um, you can do anything as long as it inspire you, inspires you to keep going and gives you the fuel to fuel your fire, even when the wick seems to be short. Which to me is like, you know, Ooh. yeah, right? Hey, <laughs> Mr. Gandhi over here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's the important part because, and I, I think for me, fire is one of the biggest things that we talk about when we're talking about, or at least what I imagine when we're talking motivation. Um, and that's why I really think it's powerful um, because even when if a fire is super, super low on fuel and then your wick seems to be super short, the moment you give it more fuel and oxygen, guess what? That flame's going up. Right. So I just think it's important that, you know, even the smallest things, as long as you can keep that tank burning, um, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to get your goal. Um, again, as we talked about research, um, again, I just want to reiterate, be careful about you when you're doing the research or what your topic is. Um, inter internet is friendly, um, but use it wisely. Um, and, you know, just be, you know, mindful. Um, using that internet and why I say doing research is important because whatever your goal is, um, it's going to allow you to much more quickly find what has worked in that situation and what has not worked, especially when you find incredible sources. Um, kind of the old verbiage, there's no sense in making the same mistakes that other people have made, you know. Um, use, um, and, and what I would encourage you to is as you're doing those research, um, use the successes to build, to build even further. So if you find something that is successful in your, whatever your goal is, and you're like, man, I really have like a hankering that I feel like I could be ingenuitive and go even further, then do it. If you're like, man, I can build on that success that someone else has already developed, that's the whole point of research. So the whole point of knowledge is to, to be better, to do it better than the person before you. So just do that. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid to fail, though. That's my big thing. Don't be afraid to fail when you're doing that, man. Um, use those failures if you do fail when you're doing, you know, moving. Use those fail failures as learning points um, and let them work for you. Don't be a fear or, I guess, let, don't serve your failures. Let your failures serve you. Um, use them as capital points to move forward and be better and stronger for it. So that would be my little nugget on that. Dude, you're, um, walking, you're walking. You're walking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't know if I would say that, um, but you know, hey, whatever. Um, number four, which this is kind of more practical. Um, build your vision and track it. Okay, so for any goal, we know that you're going to, I mean, honestly, for any successful goal, you have to, you have to be able to have a vision for it. And you have to know where you're going. You have to know where you're heading. You have to know where you've been. And you know, have to know how to get there. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be easy to get there, but you have to have a clear vision and you need to be able to identify that vision before you can start. Um, that's going to make your life a lot easier. Because I can promise you, if you do not have a vision, your goal will ultimately fail every single time, whether it be tomorrow, whether it be in three months, whether it be in six months. You know yeah, why it's going to fail? Because here's the reality. Um, and I finally read this book. It's called Atomic Habits. So first of all, if there's any habit or goal you're wanting to do, read the book, Atomic Habits. I think it's James Clear, I think was the author. Good book. Um, super awesome. I listened to it on Audible. Um, but the reality is, if you have a goal and you're like, oh man, I got this fire and I want to do it and I'm great and I'm feeling great, you can will yourself to do anything for a week or maybe even a month or even six months, no matter what it is. Um, but eventually the will gives out. And if you don't have a vision of where you want to be or where it's going to take you, you're going to, you're going to stop because the will eventually gives out. And then when the will gives out, that's where the vision and what you're wanting to do has to be able to guide you and take you. 
Dude, I think that sports are the hardest because uh, motivation and goals can be fleeting. And you touched on it with like researching, but I think even your goals can be that way where you have a goal and you have this idea in your head, but then you get to that, I'm doing air quotes, like that mountaintop and you realize that that's a summit and then your next goal is actually above that. And so you're constantly realizing that it's, it's just always an uphill journey of you're trying to constantly better yourself. And I think that's where that will part is so important because there's going to be points where you're trying to get to that goal and you're going to have a crappy day or you're going to have a crappy week or you go on vacation or whatever it may be. Um, or you get to that goal and it's not as good as you thought it was going to be and you're craving to be even better. And so that's, that is so important. I think that is something that cannot be said lightly. So I'm so glad that you brought that up about um, having that vision. And awesome too, what I would also build on that is if you're finding yourself, whatever your goal is, is to be a better leader. I'm just going to be honest. Um, or to do something where you're wanting to be in a leadership role and you want to be a good leader in those leadership roles. Um, you're going to have to want to be able to continue to build that vision. And as you kind of alluded to, Josh, I would say if you're going to be a good leader, and this is where I guess I've taken this kind of this all on personally and, and for myself is even when I've done all these steps and I've hit a goal and I'm like, Hey, I've hit the top of Mount Everest or where my goal is. But then I'm like in my head and the way that I'm built and wired, I'm like, okay, but I could be better. This can be better. So what I would challenge everyone is, is even when you've hit that Mount Everest point and you're like, wow, that came, that came quickly or that came easier. I finally got to my goal. Don't plateau there. No. Keep shooting up because the reality is, your goal chasing, and if you're trying to be a leader or you're trying to chase a goal and you're wanting to do it and be really successful at it, you should be constantly striving to be better because the reality is there's going to be something or someone that's going to come behind that that is going to be chasing you and they're going to want to be better, right? So that they're going to jump you. Not, and not that it's a competition, and I don't mean it as in like you should be competing with the other people behind you, but you should be competing with yourself. You should be constantly wanting to be better than yourself. And I guess the best, and I would look it up. I wish I had it on me. Um, it's one of the best videos I've seen. Matthew McConaughey, look it up. I think it was one of his speeches that he, I can't remember what it was for. It might've been an Emmy. But basically the premise of the story was someone asked him like, who's your hero? All right. And it kind of goes into motivation and leadership, but he basically, the reality was he said, ask me again in 10 years. And so same person comes up 10 years later and I'm paraphrasing this, but probably butchering it guys. So I apologize. Look it up for yourself. Um, but he, this guy, same person comes back in 10 years and asks him, he's like, who's your hero? And the guy's like, myself in 10 years. The reality is, is you should always be chasing yourself down the road, no matter what it is. Like your best version of yourself should not be tomorrow or today. It should be okay tomorrow, a year from now. And you should constantly be chasing that better version of yourself. And I think that is where the intersection of, um, ethical ethical dilemma but i think that's something that a lot of people in general they come at this intersection of confusion um and especially now in your 20s or whatever because we we talked about this earlier in the show but you know we were discussing everything's kind of been planned for you to this point and now you are the driver of your um, destination and i think uh, complacency is one of the biggest uh, attackers of motivation. <laughs> Patrick is Patrick is like literally banging his head, yes and nodding. 
And man, I think that for me, that's the toughest thing is whether it's in your job, whether it's in your goals, your hobbies, whatever it is, you start to get comfortable very quickly. Once you get into those, that first job or you, you get into those first couple of jobs, you're like, okay, you know, I got my apartment, I'm making my car payments. Um, I'm, I'm safe with where I am um, work-wise, whatever it may be. You may have those life goals. You're like, that's something I'll eventually do, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter what avenue it's falling into. It's so easy to be complacent. Um, and where does that sit with you? Are you okay with kind of the safety of everything? Or do you want to take that one step further? Do you want to ask for a promotion? Um, do you want to switch to a different position? Do you want to go into a completely different career field? Um, do you want to move across country? Whatever it may be. If it keeps uh, boiling to the top of your thoughts, then maybe that's something worth looking into and setting that vision, like Patrick said. Um, so that way you're not going to have that regret down the road, uh, but that's something you can start working towards now very in a very small sense. And setting those goals um, as an academic advisor, that's something that when I'm working with students, there's all kinds of research, research that says when it comes to students in college, and this is the same thing for just in life, the number one indicator of success is setting the initial goal. And that sounds so easy, but that just shows you how powerful that is. If you're setting that goal um, at the beginning, um, then you can see what the end result may look like, and then you can start making those baby steps to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of brings me to the next point of, you know, building your vision and tracking it. Um, anyone could say that this is my vision and this is what I want to do, right? I could say, and for example, I could say, um, uh, you know, and we all do it. I mean, a lot of us anyway, every year, first of the year, what are, what's the number one thing that everyone wants to say they're going to do? I'm going to lose goals. weight. New Year's goals. And I'm, you know, one of the big ones, I'm going to lose weight. Yep. Right? I make this general statement that I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be healthier this year. Um, you know, I want to be great. This is going to be a great year. Problem with that, and this is the biggest, I think, pitfall where people fall into is they make generalized statements about what their goal is going to be. Um, and that's where it, it comes into it. And you need to Google this. I'm not even going to try to begin to dive too deep into it, but that's where your goal needs to be what they call smart goal. And that is like super important. And if you don't know what that is, although I know a lot of us have heard about it, Google it. It's literally smart, S M A R T. And I'll probably, um, on our Facebook page, I'll post probably a general Google definition of this. Um, and I probably honestly will also post that Matthew McConaughey video guys, just because that really was powerful and inspirational for me. And I butchered it and I want you guys to be able to see it. Um, but basically what a smart goal means, and this is where it helps you narrow that down. Um, it should be specific. So again, what is specifically are you wanting to achieve? What, you know, and being able to actively identify that it should be measurable. And that kind of goes into the tracking portion of this conversation. It should be something that you're able to actively say, I'm, X, Y, and Z close to my goal, right? You know, if you just say my general goal is I want to lose weight, well, how are you going to know when you've hit your goal? Now, your goal could be I want to lose 15 pounds by the end of the year or over the year, right? Okay, well, that's measurable because now you can say, okay, I'm 10% of my goal. Um, it should be actually achievable. So what that means is, is obviously we all want to set these really big goals and we have these lofty goals for our life, but be realistic. Um, you know, make sure it's doable. Like if you're trying to say like, I want to be a lawyer. Okay. Don't say your goal is to be a lawyer. If you haven't even, you know, applied to law school yet. <laughs> 
kind of deal, right? So not that, not, not that being a lawyer couldn't be a future goal or a long-term goal, um, but just be realistic about what your goal is and like what the steps might be to achieve that. What I would say is your SMART goals should be building blocks. You should be re-evaluating those all the time. And once you've used, you know, done that and you've achieved X goal, then you should reevaluate that and to achieve the goal to kind of keep building on that. Don't try to go from like A to Z in one step. It's just not going to work. Um, they should be relevant. Um, so again, it just, if you're, whatever your goal is, make sure that it actually makes sense for what your goal is. Make sure it's relevant to what you're actually trying to accomplish. Um, and make sure that the biggest thing, and this is where it's really big, and this would probably be, to me, is probably the most important part of a SMART goal. It should be time bound. Um, which basically means you need to put a time limit or some sort of like when this will be accomplished by. So, you know, in the exercise example, okay, I will lose 15 pounds by December 31st of December 31st of X, Y, and Z. You're giving yourself a specific time frame. Um, because otherwise, if you just say, I'm going to lose 15 pounds, that's definitely going to hit some of these points, but it's not going to be time bound. And then it's like, okay, that's up in the air. When am I definitively going to be doing that? Um, so it just kind of gives yourself, it's kind of a built-in level of accountability um, to yourself to keep you on track. Um, and this process, again, can be used for short or long-term goals. Um, but I would just say be sure to adjust the process accordingly because obviously it's going to be different for a short-term goal versus your long-term goals. Um, whatever your goal might be. So just adjust that whole thing accordingly. Um, and just as with anything, make sure you're tracking your progress along the way and review it regularly. So if you're finding like, okay, man, I'm hitting this goal and I've done this smart goals, I'm hitting this goal really, really, really fast. Then you should probably look at reevaluating that goal to make it a bigger goal because you probably undershot the mark a little bit on the initial front end. But on the flip side, if you're finding like, this is so difficult, like this just isn't manageable or feasible right now, then don't be afraid to take to take that back and reevaluate that goal and tailor it back a little bit. Um, because the biggest killer to any motivation, to be honest with you, is if you try to set this like huge goal and then you keep trying to just like monotonously like get this unachievable goal when it's just real. I mean, in the reality is we all know there are just some of those goals that are just not achievable at where we're at in our life right now. It's just the reality. Um, and if you're constantly chasing that, that is going to kill your motivation. I would honestly encourage you at that point, find a goal that's a little bit more achievable, maybe like, you know, a little step down to be able to get yourself into that situation where you're building success so that you can work towards that bigger goal down the road. Um, don't try to continuously spin your wheels chasing a goal that's just not feasible with your life where you're at at that moment. Um, just don't quit the goal because it doesn't seem achievable. Like you said, that adjustment is so crucial. Yes, and that's what I was going to say too. Is, and don't be afraid to go back and review those goals if you've had to tailor back. That's not to say you can't do it again in the future. It's just so, you know, sometimes we have these big goals and we get excited and then we're like overshoot. We try to overshoot the goal and then we're like, oh, that ain't that. That's not feasible right now. Can't relate to that at all. Yeah, no, not at all, man. Can we? You know, like if you're like, hey, I want to run a marathon in six months and you're like, oh, man, but I've never ran a 5K. Exactly. Right. And then you get in the middle of the training plan and you're like, yeah, that's not going to work. Don't be afraid to kick that back and do like a half marathon, you know, and then knowing that you can train up to the other one. Um, <clears throat> and then just again, review. But also don't, and I would also as a challenge, don't. Also set yourself up to fail um, and think that like, oh, if I'm getting any resistance when I'm doing this goal, that you should automatically kick it back. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying take a really good look at and take stock in whatever your goal is. And if it really is like, unachievable, then kick it back. But don't just give up on yourself because you get some resistance. Because the reality is, guys, through this process, you are going to get resistance somewhere along the way when you're trying to gain and keep your momentum moving forward. That's the whole purpose of momentum, right? You're trying to knock down any resistance in your way. You're trying to keep it moving so that it's like a freight train rolling through so that when you get those brick walls that arrive up, well, guess what? I've got a 10-ton train coming right behind me, and that's going to wreck right through that, and I'm going to keep going. It might slow me down, 
but I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pick up speed until I hit that next wall. That's basically the concept. Um, which leads me into my fifth and final point. And I think it's a big thing that we all um, struggle with at times. Take action. That would be my, that would be my fifth. And I am going to, I'm not going to put my notes, but I am also on our Facebook page. I'll put these five points up just so that everybody can kind of, you know, read along um, with these and maybe use these along the way and maybe, you know, go back and, re- you know, review these podcasts um, if you want. Um, so when you've done the research, you've created your vision, you've made small, large steps towards your goal, you've created a process for change. Okay. You've done the building blocks at that point. When you have researched, you've created this vision, you've got it, you're ready to rock and roll, you've created a perfect storm for change, okay? The final key on that is you now have to actually take action and implement that plan. You can't just sit back and say, oh, I mean, I created this really good plan and, uh, you know, maybe I'll do that in six months from now, (laughs) right? No, you need to take action today. You need to do it. You've done the work. You've done the hard part at that point, right? You've done all the other hard stuff. At this point, take a leap of faith and do it. Um, And just hold yourself accountable. And and this is a big pet peeve of mine. Do what you say you are going to do and make the goals a reality. Um, and that's kind of where I, this is really driven home for me when I've gotten into this. If you say you're going to do it, at least try to do it. And when your goals, if you have these goals, I'm going to be honest with you. I know we get told this, in, you know, when we're kids and there's definitely some like societal things that kind of get in the way of this, but it's like for the majority. And what I would say is if you have a dream, it could be a reality if you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to put in the effort. So take the action and do it. Um, and the reality is you can have the best plan motivations, intentions, um, and you can have all of that. But if you don't take action, it's all for nada. It's all a waste of your time. Um, and what I would say is on that is, okay, I know one of the biggest holdups for a lot of people taking action. They're just like, oh, yeah, I got this really great plan and I've done it, but what if I fail? <laughs> what if this plan comes back and bites me in the face and I'm like, oh, this sucks. You know, this didn't work the way I wanted it to. So what? Failure is a part of life. <laughs> Um, it just means, and, and as my, to paraphrase, as Thomas Edison so eloquently put it, that just means that I've learned a way not to do it in the future. That means I've learned one way not to do that, right? So kind of pick yourself up and keep going moving forward. Because uh, reality is if you consistently keep chasing that plan and take action, you're eventually going to hit success. I really like that point. Man, you're hitting me right in the feels tonight because <laughs> this is stuff that resonates with me. And I know for darn sure that it's, res- it's resonating with other people too because I think that that fear of failure um, can be the thing that s- s- uh, prevents all of this from happening. Um, something I do is if I'm thinking of a, a crazy goal or dream that I want to have, I'm immediately going to what if this doesn't go as I expected it to. And I'm thinking of only the bad outcomes of it of like, you know, what if I want to run a marathon and what if I injure myself trying to train for it? Or what if I um, want to before, like what if when I was younger, what if I wanted to move to this state or what, what if I want to do something like that? And I'm thinking of only the bad things it's so easy to think of only those and never like, well, what if it goes better than expected, you know? So I I challenge people to, to try to adopt that mindset too. Something that I um, can be better with myself, but I think when you're thinking of failure, that can be the thing that completely um, destroys the goal before it even gets started. 
So think of the positive aspects of it. Absolutely. Um, and that actually just kind of took the words right out of my, out of my mouth. So I like it. I can dig it. I like this chemistry. Um, and what I would kind of leave off on that is, again, I want to reiterate, you can't expect and achieve the greatness. Um, and I do want to reiterate this, okay? You can't achieve, none of us, the greatness that is within each of you. And I know there is greatness within all of us, whether it's deeply buried, whether it's there, there is greatness in every single person of us, but you can't achieve that greatness in a week. Okay. It is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but as a person who, and this is just kind of get a little re reiterate, I've ran five K's, I've ran marathons, I've ran half marathons. And I will tell you the most sweetest moment is when I finished my marathon out of all the races I've done. My marathon was the sweetest. And you know why? Because it's the one I had to work the hardest for. It's the one that I had to grit through. So that's the same concept with any of this stuff. When there's a big goal or big vision you have and you understand and you recognize that this is going to be a marathon, oh, man, how sweet the taste of victory is when you get to the end of that. And you're like, oh, there it is. So, uh, so remember that. Remember that the, the victory is going to be sweeter at the end. Um, and you're going to have, you know, you're going to feel much more accomplished when you've done it. Um, so those are my five points. Those are five things that I've personally just tried to implement, implement in my own life. Um, again, I'm, no, I'm by no means an expert, but I do personally feel that by implementing these things, um, I have made myself a better person and a better leader um, through myself, through my research, through the people that have surrounded me and made me better and being willing to listen to them and being willing to take their, heed their advice. Um, more importantly, um, again, I'm just going to throw my own little nugget out there for me, um, just listening to my holy, you know, my holy God and just being able to be open to what he's saying and to know what is expected of me. Um, what I am going to add, and this is what I call my extra credit. So technically 0.6, but it's, I'm calling it extra credit. Uh, if you've been able to achieve your goals or you've been able to do things, um, that you've had to like fight through and do that. My challenge to you is be that inspiration for someone else. Um, the world has enough people trying to tear each other down and apart and to separate us, um, be the difference and be the change and be the exception to the norm. And be willing to let others learn from your mistakes and your successes so that they can build and be better. The world doesn't have to be a competitive world all the time where we're trying to one-up each other because that's, that's what gets us in this rat race of life. If we would all just like learn to allow other people to maybe jump us, even if that requires them to, to be in a better position than we are, but they've been able to learn from us, that's how, that's how the world, that's how society, and that's how we all become successful. That's great. I have things for you. Um, one is I know you're gonna you're gonna put this up, but could you just run through those five again? Absolutely. So number one, read a good book. Um, number two, find an accountability partner um, or someone that will invest in you. Um, find sources of inspiration and research. Um, build your vision and track it, and just take action. Um, and then for your extra credit, I I don't know what I'm gonna name that, but basically be a good person. Okay, so now I'm going to use number six on you, and I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a real-life example, and that example is called me. Um, so you touched on 2020 goals, and right. like the year 2020 itself, um, I, my goal has uh, went down the tubes. And um, so my 2020 goal was I wanted to learn Spanish fluently. So I took it in high school, had four years of it had the idea of continuing it in college, never did. And then it's always popping up in my head, like, I need to do this, I need to do this. And so my goal for 2020 was to kind of 
learn it as fluently as possible. Uh, I have Duolingo. Uh, I did it pretty well for the first, you know, two weeks of January and have not touched it since. So using any or all of those uh, pieces of advice that you have for the audience, um, I'd be curious how you would kind of use that on me. Because oh, man, personally. All right, man, you're giving me a moment to actually like call you out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, do uh, it. No, help you out. So actually, you know, it's funny, as you were like going through that scenario, I'm like thinking in my head like, okay, what would you do with each of these actively active five steps? And I'm like, man, I think I got a one for every single one. Okay. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. So you've already kind of started the process of reading a good book. Yeah. Okay. And you said it was like Lingo? Yeah, Duolingo. So it's an app. Um, and it, it basically tries to break down learning a language by the day. And they have like um, okay. awards set up, a reward system. So you get like more points for stuff. They have a podcast and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So you've, you've kind of, what I would say then is that's going to probably find more, find the source of inspiration and do research um, for me. Um, because you're finding apps, you're doing things, you're trying to find the best ways to learn things. That's what I would do. Continue to do that. But that's kind of like, the, I would say for you in this circumstance, to be honest with you, reading a good book and finding sources of inspiration and research are probably going to be two in the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for this goal specifically, um, just because you're kind of reading them, but you're also kind of finding those, re- doing that research, finding those sources. I would say that kind of goes hand in hand. What I would say though is when you're doing those researches and you're doing that research and you're getting that inspiration to keep going and you're moving forward, um, maybe trying to find yourself maybe some, you know, whatever your law, I don't know what your level of Spanish is, um, but maybe do find yourself some actual books on Spanish because one of the number one ways to read, the, to learn a new language is to actually actively read it, just like the English language. So maybe finding whatever your level is, finding an actual book that's written in Spanish um, and being able to, you know, read that through hand in hand. Um, that way, when you get to the end, you've read a whole book in Spanish, and that's going to build your confidence too, man. Um, and finding an accountability partner. So this could be interesting. And I'm actually going to throw a curveball at you, and I'm hoping I'm not misspeaking here. But two things. One, what I would say is tell um, tell your fiance, soon-to-be wife, um, that you're going to learn Spanish. And make have her hold you accountable. You know? And it's going to sound kind of elementary. But kind of like your mom, be like, did you do your homework every night? But like, you know, in a nice way, she could definitely ask you like, hey, did you did you look over your Spanish at all today? Did you actively do something new to learn it? Um, what I would also say with that, you are in the unique position that you actually have, I believe, an aunt that is a Spanish teacher. So, what's that? But you're not a kid, and aunt probably speaks Spanish fluently. Yeah, I know, right? All right, so definitely Holly's your accountability partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe you guys should sit down each night and try to practice conversation. That would be that accountability partner. Practice your Spanish with Holly, even if it's for five minutes each day. Um, that would be what I would do. And she would be able to hold you accountable. And obviously being your fiance, um, I would hope she's going to be willing to invest in you and your goals. So. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That would be what I would do then. Sit down with Holly, man. You can, you got a, a revenue of resources there. Seriously. Um, and here's what, here's my best one is. So build your vision and track it. So again, you kind of fell into the trap that you're like, I want to learn Spanish fluently by the end of the year. Well, that's a really good goal, but that's also a very broad goal. Um, so what I would do if I were you um, is I would set a specific goal of like what kind of Spanish or how much Spanish do you want to learn? It could be, I want to learn, 
I want to be able to learn to carry on a, you know, um, to, to do a whole paragraph in Spanish, or I want to be able to carry on a five minute basic conversation in Spanish um, by the end of the year or by, you know, you know, well, you would say December 31st of 2020. Um, so give yourself something that is very specific and trackable and measurable. So when you're saying, when you're kind of having these conversations with Holly, who can speak it very fluently, you could say your goal is, I'm going to be able to speak, hold a 10 minute conversation in Spanish, basic conversation or whatever your level is um, by the end of 2020. That's perfect. Dude. That way you're measurable. It's specific. You're giving yourself something that's actually achievable. Um, it's also relevant, obviously, to your goal, but then it's also putting a time crunch on you a little bit so that you actually have some buy-in to want to practice that. Um, most importantly, um, I'm just going to put it bluntly for you. Get up off your ass and do it. <laughs> Take action. Sorry, guys. I get a little uh, heated at Josh, and I give him a little bit of that tough love at times when he, wants, once he wants to complain. <laughs> uh, take action and just do it man honestly like i know it's hard and i know we all have these like really tough work schedules and stuff um but at the end of the day it, it sucks but at the end of the day again if you're even say you're logging on to lingo and you do two minutes of learning in spanish guess what at the end of the day you've done it and you've taken action and you're learning spanish whether you know it or not here you can only hear me gusta 20 times before you realize what it means uh-huh. right so yeah. even if you're doing it you're going to learn it little by little and just, you know, continue to track that goal for yourself, man. And be proud of your success and your, be proud of your that mountaintop that you're trying to climb. Because learning a new language, especially in our mid-20s, is no easy feat. No. Um, and then for my challenge for you, then, would be, because I know you're a really awesome person, um, and I'm going to put the extra credit on you. If you're able to do that, find someone else who is trying to struggle to learn Spanish or learn wants to learn Spanish, and be that person for them. Gladly. Yeah. Um, and by that, I mean me. Uh, <laughs> so teach me spanish or maybe you holly and i can have the accountability partners together and just learn spanish on zoom right um, maybe in 2021 we'll have a spanish podcast we might have an episode that's strictly in spanish you never know hmm. all right i like this so with that guys um i know that was a little long tonight but i, I am seriously honestly really passionate about this and i really do think that it's something that we all need to hear especially us millennials um because we're constantly being you know, things are bombarding us and we're constantly just losing that motivation and keeping that. Um, so <clears throat> here's what I would say. If you, and this is going to be my challenge as far as our Facebook page is concerned. Um, if you have a goal and you don't have an accountability partner or, and you want someone to just check in with you pretty regularly and you feel comfortable, feel free to reach out to Josh or I. Um, I'd be more than happy to be your ear to kind of talk to you about that. Or if you would like me to kind of walk through, like, again, I'm not a pro. Um, but if you'd like for me to like have a conversation with you, talk to you, call you and walk through this with you and a goal that you have, and you're kind of like kind of Josh was and kind of just like struggling with what to do, I'd be more than happy to do that as well. Um, you can Facebook us. If you have my number, text me, call me. Um, or if you just say message me, um, we'll get a hold of you. Um, I also want to hear some of your successes. So if there's been a goal that you've really chased down and you've done well with, I want to hear about it. If you're willing to share, um, that would be really awesome as an audience. Um, so I just want to say, I appreciate you guys for staying with us this long. And I just want to say thanks to Josh for kind of letting me take the reins tonight a little bit, um, and just kind of give me the, um, I guess the, uh, the platform to be able to just kind of talk about something that, you know, has definitely been deeply on my heart over the last few months. Yeah, man. Thanks for letting me uh, figure it out and thanks for taking the reins tonight on that. Cause, um, 
you're one of the best in the biz, man, when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I really appreciate you doing that. Um, is there anything else you want, wanted to add before we sign off? For no, I think, that, I think that's awesome. I think that that was a good conversation tonight. Awesome. Well, thank you all for sticking around. Like Pat said, hopefully you got something out of this. Um, let us know how we're doing and we will see you next week.